Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, who'd have thought a minority game, or, or is it a pastime or is it a sport, such as snooker, could become a global business? We didn't. We never understood the power and influence of a tiny, unreliable box of hardly discernible flickering pictures in the corner of the sitting room would command. Technology improves, and there's colour, advertising, and suddenly boom. And who would have thought when Apple introduced their first truly smart smartphone, it would turn high streets into ghost towns? We sit on the sofa, using our smartphone to buy stuff online, and a new industry worth £13 billion a year, couriers, deliver it by lunchtime. The high street, with deadweight costs, can't compete. Snooker, iPhones, the law of unintended consequences? No, it's more like how we think about things. First order thinking, we've invented the telly. Hooray! Second order thinking is the important next step. Ask, what happens next? A gazillion pound global snooker business is what? Second order thinking is gifted to only a few. Henry Kissinger and Warren Buffet, Tim Berners-Lee and Steve Jobs, who told us about a thousand tunes in your pocket and later spoke of convergence. Second order thinking. It's the what's next bit. First order thinking is simple. Blue sky and a whiteboard, everyone oohs and ahs and says brilliant. To do second order thinking, we need to deal with three questions. First, ask and then what? Second, think. Think through time. What will this look like next week, next year, 10 years time? Third, what? What are the tangential consequences? How will people and their institutions respond? Second order thinking and the iPhone? Let's try it. And then what? Connected to the internet, not much happens. Connect to Google and people will know things, learn things. Connected to your bank and people will buy things. Second, what happens next? Next year, five, ten years. The technology will invite more players. Banking and Googling create the possibility of Amazon. The impact on life and lifestyles is immeasurable. New supply chains emerge. Third, tangential consequences. If people can sit on their sofas and spend millions, they won't visit the high street. Why should they? High street becomes rows of coffee shops, betting shops, charity shops. Rental incomes fall. We turn shops into homes. What about health services? Well, first order thinking, innovation and technologies polishes what we do. Makes it a bit faster, maybe safer and not always cheaper. That's about it. Second order thinking, and then what? Why go to the doctor when they can come to you on your getting even smarter smartphone? The iPhone is set to profoundly change diagnostics and is already doing so. And then this morning's e-letter, I've linked to some examples and they really are worth having a look at. What next? Well, we think through time. Think through time. We all rat run. Take the shortest route for convenience. Patients will take the shortest route to care. They'll migrate 
to video first consultation. This creates time and space for the dwindling numbers of non-tech capable people to be looked after with high levels of personalization. Technology will take the place out of healthcare. Place becomes anywhere. Place-based care is expensive, creates barriers, barriers and becomes redundant. Anywhere care is the new healthcare. The demand for anywhere will force the pace of where is my health record and who owns it? The answer is like your bank account, you own it. You'll grant health professionals remote access from wherever you are to wherever they are via your PIN number to the health cloud. Like the high street, a dwindling need for primary health estate, face-to-face -face services are subsumed into care centres that we once called hospitals. And tangential consequences? Access to health records will be a long forgotten battle. After that, other players become part of the health sector, principally banks. They know what we spend our money on. Use your card to buy a packet of crisps and a six pack. The banks know where and when and how often. Greg's, off licenses, chip shops, the banks have it all. They'll repackage your purchase history as lifestyle data. Very quickly, algorithms will emerge, offering real-time lifestyle advice, suggestions, cautions, nudges, warnings, genetic testing, and a beep on your phone when you linger over the donuts for too long. They could even deny payment for red line purchases. The type of lifestyle connection public health specialists can only dream of. It's already there. In the short term, expect controversy. In the medium term, a lot of people might be happier and healthier, free of the misery of illness, risk and hereditary conditions and enjoy a tax break if they don't get sick. Medical schools will offer telemedicine qualifications and in the long run, will people see the benefits? Just as now we see the benefits of Amazon keeping a list of everything we buy and suggest what else we might like. Second order thinking. It really needs a bit of thinking about, doesn't it? <laughs> well, thanks for thinking. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye.